0: Well, welcome everybody back to the Solonal Show. Today, I have the honor of sitting down with Brian Jackson. Uh, he is uh, over at. Oh, now I gotta, I gotta scroll up so I can actually see what I'm introducing. Um, good old Brian has a a BA in Engineering Management and Intercultural Studies. Uh, he is currently working for a company called Sunset. Sun, Sun is it Sunset? Sunset. 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 Okay. Uh, Sunset Solutions. And then you're doing over there various kind of technical work that uh, kind of allows you to travel around the globe um is there anything else that you do at sunset that is that i missed uh
1: well I, engineering management is very broad area that i'm in so i do a lot of different mm-hmm. things I, I recently just finally got a rule nailed down which was nice I'm the sunset radio coordinator and inventory coordinator so okay Sunset so radios are—they're radios. We send that solar-powered, small little radios. We send to different ministries, and so that's kind of—I'm in charge of a lot of the different things we go through as we take it through the factory and everything. So, um, just okay. testing them and stuff like that. Uh, and then inventory—I'm kind of involved with just organizing things, getting getting everything organized well, and and um, moving stuff around the shipping area and things like that. And then on top of that, I do. Story writing and then videography stuff too. So kind of, it's the way missions is. You just do yeah. all types of stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you've really got a wide variety of things that you do and and things that you've got your hands in. Um, but yeah, that sounds really cool. And we will get into a little little bit of that of what you do, kind of careerize a little bit a little bit later. Um, but kind of what we're gonna focus on today is really your. Um, your opportunities that you've had to kind of travel around the globe, other opportunities to go to different countries, different you know, places, and be able to kind of see different cultures, different people, and be able to learn from that sense, uh, as well as kind of wanting to talk to you a little bit about uh, this idea of what does it mean to live a fulfilling life? Um, it's something that I know you've been passionate about, and it's something that you, you know, are. Are excited to, you know, this is this is a lot of who you are is wanting to, you know, live a life that has meaning and purpose, and so what does it mean to be fulfilled in, in what you do? Um, but yeah, so I think that's that's pretty much the summary of what we're we're gonna cover. Um, all right, so the first uh, first topic that we're gonna talk about is this idea of just travel. So you have been a lot of places. We were talking a little bit beforehand and uh, you've had listed off at least four different countries uh, and including Alaska. Um, uh, Both Brian and I have been to Alaska. Fun fact, we actually were on that trip together. And so that was was a lot of fun. Um, But since then, you have been a lot of other places. So what are some other countries and places that you've been able to visit?
1: yeah so i went to greece and turkey that was a trip with college uh kind of right when i graduated i went to that trip so that was educational thing we ran around to different places in the bible that around the aegean sea there so that was very much kind of a touristy sort of thing going to all the archaeological places and so but it was very striking to see a lot of the culture there for sure so was, especially going from greece or from turkey into greece because you know we were going from all around in Turkey, hearing the call to prayers from the mosques Mm -hmm. all the time. And then enter Greece and it's like back to America almost. It's a very, very Americanized country there. So very interesting to see that stuff for sure. And then recently with sunset, I've been doing some missions travel. So it's a little bit different than the tourist stuff. That was, I've done a trip to Panama in April. And then like a couple days ago, I got back from Tanzania. So that was very fresh very recent. Yeah.
0: Okay. So just, just got back from Tanzania just, just a couple days ago. Well, I appreciate you being willing to sit down after (laughs) I'm sure a whirlwind of travels. Um, I'm sure traveling can get exhausting, especially those, those long flight hours. Um, but what are the, some of the things that you're doing for sunset? Uh, sun, sorry. I see sunset and I want (laughs) to say, I want to say that Is, is sunset. Um, what if, what, yeah, I know you talked a little bit about it before, but what kind of the, the practical things that you're doing mm-hmm. with Sunset?
1: Yeah, so I actually, yeah, just got the, my roles kind of nailed down. So the first one's the Sunset Radio Coordinator. Uh, so Sunset Radios are these solar-powered, battery-powered radios that we send overseas so that they can be, you know, they have an antenna as the lanyard so they can be in these really, really isolated places and not need to be charged with a cord or anything. So those things are, we do a lot of, manufacture a lot of uh, productions of those things. So we send those out. So I'm in charge of a lot of the logistics of things, of getting them tested and charged. And then we send them to have churches come in and then they can you know, test them and box them up for us. So that's really helpful to get them coming into. There's also a lot of logistics with that. So there's a lot of management required with all that process. So I've been getting my hands into all that stuff as well. And then the other area, the major area, is uh, inventory. So I've been working with just right now everything just kind of all over the place. So i have tried to get all the cardboard boxes in one spot and all this and that in one spot, labeled with inventory labels and things. So that's making it a little bit more helpful for. But it's also a big project because it's very, uh, yes, yeah, stuff from 20 years, the place. So, um, so it's, yeah, that's a big area, and then. Kind of on the side, I'm doing some of these more creative outlets, which has been fun to have that area as well. So I've written some stories, some impact stories. Um, like to do that writing as well, so kind of using both parts of the brain there. And then I also get into videography and photography a bit as well, both in the office and also in Tanzania. That I just got back from that was my main role there. So
0: okay. Okay, so that was kind of mainly what you were doing in, in Tanzania was kind of being the videographer for the for the team. I assume it's a team that goes. Uh, just me and another guy.
1: So we usually travel on okay two or threes.
0: Okay, so it is only two or three people that goes on these different trips. Okay, okay, <laughs> and then so what were you doing the the first trip you went?
1: Yeah, so the first trip was, it was a little bit less concrete of a thing, so, and I was also okay. pretty fresh getting to sunset, so it was kind of like I didn't really know anything, so it's not like I could do anything. Uh, yeah. So, but I was going with a guy who's just like, he just knows everything, so that was kind of just watching him be at work, but uh, it was mostly a research trip as well. We were going to this uh, visit this guy in Panama who's been down there for 30 years, and he translated the Bible himself, and he did all this work down there with that people group. So it was kind of cool just to go and just see what he does. And maybe some ways we could maybe in the future, get him some technology that could help him. So it was very much kind of just going down there to visit him and see what's, what's going on. But we also had the opportunity to just help out wherever needed the, the guy I was with, he was able to fix a generator and fix this other piece of technology they had and just kind of these random technical things. And then I was able to just hang out with the kids and just, yeah kids were just gringo (laughs) so that was definitely kind of fun to just hang out with them and really get a heart for those people
0: yeah okay that's cool i I think it's always a lot of uh, it's it's an eye-opening experience when we visit and see other cultures especially you know, you know we, we get a little bit of that here in the States, uh, especially, you know, the, the wide variety of, of cultures that do exist here in some sort of melting pot. But when you actually travel to another country or around the world or even just neighboring countries, you, there are a lot of societal differences that you at first wouldn't expect and kind of have to, you know, that learning curve. A bit as well
1: oh absolutely yeah especially and just being the being the minority there is only like because everyone's everyone's been there and they're all you know like you're going in yeah. and just like the only white person there and it's just like it's definitely a very growing experience of so just like wow i'm i'm not in my comfort zone here i'm just kind of at the at their mercy of just doing what they do and going here and there but it's definitely a stretching experience yeah. for sure
0: yeah yeah especially yeah having that experience where you're the yeah, where you're the only one around you that has the most similarities, and it can be it can be very scary to to have those those kind of experiences. Um, but also, you learn a lot about yourself. I'd say, uh, would that be, be true of you?
1: Oh yes, yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, what are some of those things that you've learned by traveling to other countries? Yeah, so I've uh, specifically about myself or just in general. Just in, in general about yourself. Any other yeah know, sort of things. Okay, well yeah, I've definitely learned it's been
1: very striking, especially in well, I guess both in Panama and Tanzania, seeing how people live with so much less than we have here. It's not often, you know, sometimes I'm just like, oh man, I don't have I don't have that much, but in comparison with what they have, it's just yeah, there's no no comparison. It's just crazy how they're they live and often they just have so much joy, even in just just being there with their little their shack and their animal, and then that's about what they got. So it's very, very crazy. And that's been something that was really humbling to go there and see them just living life, just the way they've always known how to. And then also just seeing the hardship that sometimes they endure as well. There was, especially in Panama, that was a kind of a, a central hub for refugees coming from Venezuela they kind of go through Panama to get up, try to get up to America. So that was something we were really struck with, we didn't see a lot of them, but there was definitely the people we were staying with was like, yep, they come through all the time. And they're right, we were right around the Darien Gap, which is where there's no roads and it's just jungle. And there's a lot of robbers in there and the people from refugees from South America come up and they feel like, uh, my life's not, it's so bad here that I'm willing to risk the jungle and the robbers to get up. So that was just some really really humbling that, you know, they're going through all this journey to try to get to America and then I have a flight in a week to get back. So it's definitely a very, very humbling, in a lot of ways for sure. And, um, yeah, also, I guess some things I was, I've learned in other countries was a little bit of the language and the language gap was pretty interesting in Panama I was Spanish. So that was cool to see how some of my high school Spanish came back to me. And when you're immersed in the culture, <laughs> you got to speak it. So, yeah that was uh pretty cool and then in tanzania they spoke swahili so yeah i learned a couple words like okay before i got there and then they kind of taught me as i was going and a lot of them spoke english too which was helpful but definitely another one of those examples of just being stuck into just this foreign very uh uncomfortable area but
0: yeah yeah having to be in those uncomfortable situations i'm sure uh yeah promotes a lot of growth and perspective inside you as well of of being in those uncomfortable places and yeah um is there anything that you've kind of learned about yourself in specific
1: well i specific definitely things? learned definitely learned how how highly i value that comfort and i mean oh. I've, I've kind of thought about that before but you don't really know how how much you value that until you're just placed in this completely uncomfortable situation and one example i can think of in tanzania there was we were going around to these churches and installing all this equipment and then we got to this like we finished our equipment a weekend and we had a week left and we're like all right what are we doing now and then the guy we were with was like all right here you're going to teach this english class and I was like oh you're also going to speak at this graduation and I was just like what what we had one day to yeah. to think about <laughs> and plan for those yeah. things and it was just, that's just the way that they their culture is it's just very spontaneous and i'm very much um, a planner and i like to i feel very comfortable once i have my everything planned out yeah. and all, all yeah. laid out. but i just had to go for it because they just stuck me in the class in front of the kids and they said all right go and then he walked away so it was like <laughs> um very much but yeah, that was very. Now looking back, I'm really thankful for it because it's it was cool to see, you know, kind of being in that uncomfortable spot and you know learn mm-hmm. myself. Oh, I can actually do this, and I don't necessarily need to always be comfortable. I can you know step into some of these difficult situations. But in the moment, it was uh, not fun.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I especially as someone who who likes a plan like like you do yeah being put in those very spontaneous situations can be very difficult of uh, just like oh I guess I need to do this now but uh, but yeah those are very uh, I assume that was a fairly growing experience oh for sure
1: yeah that was definitely yeah definitely a lot of growth there yeah and then the uh, I guess the, then then the other area I learned was just my passion for people and for relationships mm-hmm. and that kind of started and when i went to alaska even though it wasn't a another country it was very foreign and a lot of uh, a lot of different people and yeah. you know, running a vbs there and hanging with the kids that was a really like really growing experience and actually what kind of led me to switch directions from kind of more strict engineering to what i'm doing now with this missions organization so it's very foundational and then it's just kind of been built on when i went to panama hanging out with all these kids and then Went to Tanzania and was doing doing also stuff with some other kids and some people and just all these all these experiences of kind of building that value for a relationship with people. And it kind of even when I came back, I wanted to do a VBS of my church because I was like, man, I feel like, you know, I really want to do this. So it was really cool to see how I was grown from the, you know, farther back in my history, very shy, introverted person to be like, you know, this is a little uncomfortable but really valuable to engage
0: in so yeah so these experiences yeah, have been very growing for you just not only in broadening your perspective but also kind of changing and adapting in the way you are just as a as an individual with your personality and being more willing to engage in those situations that were a little bit more uncomfortable yeah I really like that of, of uh you know sometimes <laughs> sometimes it takes going thousands of miles away to realize you know what was you know that that cliche phrase of what was inside us all along uh, you know there's yeah that, that cliche like oh yeah i guess i do this is part of who i am and what i really like to do and um Yeah. I think as uh, you'd probably agree with as well of like, you know, you don't necessarily need to travel thousands of miles away to to figure those things out. There's other ways to do it. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I think both are equally as valuable. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely am a firm believer of if it's feasible, if it's reasonable, if it's affordable to just travel to a different, different culture a different space where you're not, uh, you're just not familiar with yeah it's something that i mean it definitely changes you the individual a lot more than your impact on the space that you're visiting um but uh but i think it's 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 helpful for just personal development kind of along those veins of gaining additional perspective and worldview uh, is there some of them that you've encountered that either you've had a lot of respect for kind of been intrigued by a little confused on this any kind of different perspectives those that you've encountered
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so in tanzania it was very very striking because the the village that we ended up or the city we ended up going to was Ati, and it's tanzania is a very majorly christian nation but uh this city we went to was majorly muslim so that was very very different and i'd only my only experience with islam had been in uh or in Turkey, where there'd been the call to prayer going, but we never, you know, really interacted mm-hmm. with anybody. But yeah. one of the guys we were traveling with that was helping us install these these systems at Christian churches was a Muslim. Interestingly enough, it was he was a friend of the guy we were traveling with, so we had a lot of time to kind of, you know, be with him. And he was, you know, talking about things. And was, I was very surprised when I heard that he was a Muslim because you know, he's here. He is going with us to install these Christian churches. Um, but he was, he was saying how he viewed that his religion and ours are kind of equally equal paths to God. And so that was a very new idea to me. It was like, man, I thought, you know, it was a very dichotomy between, between the two, but here he is very, very open to, you know, helping, helping these Christian missionaries and everything. So that was, that was very, very striking. And then also, at the school we went to, the head teacher was also a Muslim and he was kind of in charge of that whole school. And uh, it was very interesting to talk to him. And he was just, you know, very, just hear his, his views about his passions for teaching and all this and that. It was very cool to just talk to some of these people that, you know, I had never had any experience with before and just kind of hear their point of views. And, and even we had a chance during the graduation, a lot of the people we looked out in the crowd, a lot of them were Muslim too. So it was, really interesting kind of, you know, when we were sharing our word for the graduation speech, kind of, you know, being able to talk to them and it's just, yeah, a lot of cool experiences in Tanzania of just being able to be in a culture that's kind of mixed like that. And that's not as not as common in America because we kind of stay with our own groups. And so it was cool to kind of mix those people there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So being able to just be in a space of, of listening to another perspective and, and taking that attitude of, uh, you know, we can respect each other, uh, even though our, our views differ. I think that's, that's a really cool, cool yeah. perspective. And I, I, I like how you, um, you know, you touched on uh, a lot of our Western and American culture is very focused on, you know, being in the, in the groups that we, you know, we typically hang with and we're not. We're not that open to willing to hear other people's perspectives or we're not willing to even uh, associate like heaven forbid yeah. we you know are <laughs> are caught in the wrong place at the wrong time um but yeah i think there's something really cool to create that that space of of learning yeah. and and willingness to to listen to other people yeah, yeah. definitely but kind of taking a step away from kind of the word, the deeper stuff that we've been talking about. What have just been some difficulties of traveling uh, as of as of late? Anything that you've run into? Any crazy stories?
1: Yeah, so a lot of you know foods you know they're different, and also some of the you got to be careful with the water and stuff because sometimes mm. the water can you know really make things weird. So yeah, a lot of that physical physical discomfort there, and okay, then traveling along you know we a lot of travel too which was often difficult in panama we took a five-hour canoe ride into the jungle so that was wow the, yeah so it was pretty uh to see just jungle all around you as you're mm-hmm. going down this little river it was quite uh ominous but also like you know it was a long time sitting on this hardwood mm-hmm. canoe and then in tanzania we were on this in the, in the car but we were on this bumpy dirt road so just hours and hours and hours on the bumpy dirt road. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of discomfort with the travel too. So it's kind of, I was definitely feeling it. So it was, um, that was a little bit, a little bit difficult. Um, and then uh, beyond the physical things, there was obviously the social with the language, so that was, that was definitely hard, harder in um, harder in Panama actually, cause they didn't speak any English. They were completely, okay. completely Spanish or their native language. So, okay. You know, I could pull out. I had, I knew more Spanish there than I did Swahili for Tanzania, but definitely, you know, I don't have anything to draw from. So mm-hmm. that was that was a little bit hard to get over that language barrier. But
0: yeah, yeah, I, I'd imagine I I get uncomfortable just being in a in a city that I'm not familiar with, and <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine being in a whole yeah going down a river in a canoe in in the jungle. I mean, that's definitely one of those things. Uh, I've only been able to see in movies and haven't <laughs> had the honor of being able to, to do that in real life, but, uh, yeah, that sounds, definitely sounds genuinely terrifying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: just a little bit. Um, it,
0: it sounds like you've had an incredible opportunity just to learn a lot, be able to adapt this uh, really, what we've talked a lot about on the show of this attitude of being willing to listen and learn in a non-judgmental and and a way that's willing to just sit and listen to people, um, and so I think that's that's really cool of your the embodiment of what the goal of this show is, and so I'm really really excited for you. And so, and yeah, I, we briefly talked about it when we we first started, but this idea of living a fulfilling life so if you could just start us off like what do you what do you mean by that what what does it mean to live a fulfilling life
1: yeah so i think you know one thing i feel like people often say is just oh always try to be happy that's that's the you know how you can kind of be fulfilled and i I really have come to see that 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 really doesn't work very well because happiness is an emotion that comes and goes and circumstances just you know it's so easy for that to just change and so that that type of that type of thing is I, I'm always cautious when that's when I hear that because just like you know that mm. it's just you can't you can't get it I tried that It doesn't work yeah so, <laughs> yeah that's definitely been a, a good good but also difficult learning experience to learn that mm. um, and then optimism is a is a good thing I've learned to have optimism and mm-hmm. mainly by just being thankful for things that's like mm. I feel like that's a very good a good effective route to kind of live more of a more of a satisfying life of, of being able to see oh man there's all this stuff that's bad maybe but wow look at this thing that i have here and maybe i've seen it going to panama and then coming back and being like wow look at all this stuff i have so it's like it makes it a little hard to be negative and pessimistic in the dumps when just like you just are thankful for all the things that you have and the relationships and the, this and that and just that's definitely been a Big boost to my living with fulfillment of just seeing all the things that are here. So yeah, that's yeah. been you know one big aspect there. Uh, but then probably more broadly, with living a fulfilling life, would be just having my identity placed in something that is solid, because that's graduating college is a time where you're just trying to figure out what your identity is and. I definitely put it in some places that you know I really wasn't living fulfilled because it was just you know nothing was seemed to be working and things just kept kind of falling apart and I was like oh man let's go. Mm. So that's where my you know I've really dug into my faith since graduating because that's something that's I have found to be very solid and very you know something I can rely on and um, that's really helped me to live that fulfilling life to have something something like that that's you know bigger than myself. And Mm -hmm. I kind of initially had gotten that idea from a mentor of mine who just was very influential kind of in my development and just his infectious joy. And he was just, Mm -hmm. he was just so fulfilled. And like he was, you know, coming, he was a a coach in a five-star program. Um, So he was just kind of a mentor there and was just able to pour into my life and, you know, such selfless selflessness and you know, wanting to help me out and always positive and just delighting in all the things he did. And I was like, man, that is that is what I want there. And I could see that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't trying to seek all these things for himself. He was more of, he was very giving, very generous, and it kinda helped me kind of figure out a little bit of, you know, where that fulfilling life uh, idea comes in.
0: There there's a lot there. Um... But it sounds like a lot of it comes from, one, your faith of being able to be grounded in something that that you mentioned was kind of unshakable, something that you could rely on consistently, uh, as well as this idea of where you first started of kind of relying on the the emotion of happiness was not, um, it was very unstable for you. And, And I think... From a you know, from the mental health perspective, I think that's that stands true of when we rely on our emotions too much and we we allow them to you know, they, they are very insightful. They're very insightful on you know, trying to figure out, you know, what's going on inside of us, how we're responding to situations and by no means and I think you would agree too, by no means are they bad. Mm-hmm. And neither is happiness a bad thing. It just becomes a problem when we place all of our personal value and all of our, you know, um, all of our expectations on trying to maintain this feeling of happiness, and and I think you offer that very wonderful distinction of you know we can we can still maintain some level of happiness. It may just look difference in the sense of when when things are are getting tougher or when things you know have those ups ups and downs we can still maintain and i think your word of being fulfilled is very accurate in describing that of instead of trying to you know try to maintain this this emotional high so to say yeah it's instead just remaining in this space where, you know what, even though things are tough right now, I can still feel fulfilled. But you have developed this foundation with your faith and that's how you've kind of set up this world of uh, this ability to feel fulfilled. Um, but do you, can you provide any insight on like, how does one live a life that is fulfilled?
1: Yeah. So- I think, yeah the, the one idea I mentioned earlier was the idea of living for something greater than yourself. So that's, mm. you know, whether whatever that looks like, whether that's, you know, living, that's, for me, that's living for faith, but, you know, there's other aspects for me also that's something greater than myself, like being in missions and just living to, you know, going to these trips to help people, like, mm. I'm not, you know, going to these comfortable places just for the fun of it. It's not, it's really, if to be brutally honest, it's not fun at all, for the most part. And but that's not, that's not the be all and end all for me to just have a good time. It's, that's what I've really been finding. It's like, it's not about trying to get all this stuff for me, but it's, you know, that's where it kind of the focus for serving others and stuff like I saw so with my mentor, where that was really, you know, that's where he, he got his satisfaction. A lot of it was serving these people and being involved with this mission to these kids that he was ministering to and all these opportunities to, kind of do something that was bigger than himself. So that's definitely a huge a huge area that fulfillment comes, kind of seeking something bigger like that. And yeah, just the building relationships with people, that's another, you know, it's an area where a lot of that can come in because if you're just, when there's times that you're just completely by yourself for a period of time, it's it can get pretty isolated and life doesn't seem quite right. And that's kind of, I mean, we're just, we need to be with people. So that's one of those areas that that's something that our, our souls long for. So that's why that's a fulfilling thing to hang out with friends or to, you know, yeah. see these mentors that you haven't seen in a long time, that kind of thing. So that's definitely mm-hmm. a big area of doing that. And um, yeah, I guess another related to all that, an area of fulfillment, just getting out of my comfort zone, which is kind of ironic It definitely doesn't feel that way at the time, but then afterwards just I felt very fulfilled being like, Wow, I was I did that. I was that was something that was very very uncomfortable, but it's not something that you know you really want to do sometimes, but to do it is just like wow, that's that's cool, that's fulfilling. So yeah, I would say in general fulfilling has been people, building relationships has been my faith and being able to talk to people and to share that transformation that I've experienced. And then just getting out of my comfort zone as well.
0: Those are some really cool, um, different avenues that you've, you've mentioned. And I think uh, each of them of course have a very strong validity to them. Um, obviously I'm personally biased to, uh, you know relationships and, and people and and just how important they are in our life um, as an avenue to kind of feel uh, fulfilled but um so when things in life gets difficult what kind of is your your mindset when approaching these kind of difficult times
1: yeah so we mentioned a little bit earlier about cleaning is something that's solid so that's That's been my my mindset's really been to just you know try to cling to something that's solid, and I haven't always gotten it right, and I've that's that's what a big learning curve has been as I've you know tried to cling to these things, and I didn't even consciously realize this, but say you know graduation, some of these changes in my life happened, and I was like, okay, now I'm gonna you know just just vegging on video games or something just to like you know escape reality or something like that, and. But that yeah. it didn't work. It was I just felt worse than I did before. And then mm-hmm. so something else changed. And I was like, okay, this relationship, well, I'm just gonna pour my pour my soul into this thing. And you know, that, that didn't satisfy either. And eventually that ended and it was just like, okay, that wasn't that wasn't solid, that wasn't sure. So mm-hmm. I've gone through a lot of different things and even with family it seemed like something that was very solid. But then I moved out and I was like, okay, that changed mm-hmm. the thing. And that wasn't as solid as I thought it was. So just all this stuff, I've been kind of testing it and, you know, falling off, off of it and then it rocks my world for a while. And So then that's why I've, I've kind of landed on on my faith and just this, hmm. this solid foundation here. And while there is doubts and things that happen with my faith, I've really see, come to see that that's something that's been really solid and God doesn't change. So that's been really really uh, foundational for me, just for my, for my life to figure out what I'm living for. It's why I'm kind of going this missions ministry route and it's like, well, this is the thing that matters. This is the thing that, you know, I I haven't had fall apart on me. So I'm going to kind of go this way and just see what happens. So that's been kind of the big, the big thing that I've been seeing in some of these difficult times.
0: A, A lot of it comes from you've you've placed a lot of your value in in different things in your life and you you came to find out as those things began to end that you're like oh the foundation that i thought was so strong really wasn't there and it's kind of in in your journey of life you found that with your faith and with your belief in god that was the one thing that remained consistent throughout all of this and and that was really how you were able to remain feeling fulfilled even though there was some doubts and you know those those places of you know you know recognizing that experience that you know things are not always going to be that uh, picture perfect life and and you're not always going to maybe like we talked about like we're not always going to feel that elated happiness but we can still feel like there is um i guess I guess the idea of what we're really getting at is is hope of having hope
1: definitely hope and purpose is what i would say yeah.
0: yeah yeah hope and purpose is um, again another things that i'm i'm really biased to of, <laughs> of, you know that's what we want to give to people especially as as counselors and, and therapists so we want to provide hope. We want to provide purpose. And, and it looks it looks different in a lot of different people. Um, and I think that's what's been a fun part of just this show is seeing how those different elements and, and kind of those underlying themes of hope and purpose and how they play into different people's lives and just how they've, they've used them to change the world around them. And so that's, I always, again, it's, ah, it gets me so excited, but, and we've done a lot of this, this talking about how these other perspectives have, have impacted you and influenced you. And and some of this might sound a little repetitive, but has your travels and kind of seeing these other worldviews impacted your living a fulfilling life and kind of your idea of what that means?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of it has been just kind of seeing, I think the one the one major thing of seeing, you know, another culture, another thing happen was just the those refugees from Venezuela and just thinking about that, of just the fact that like they considered braving the dangerous jungle with robbers in it better than the life that they had. And they just wanted to go for a chance of life. And it was just, I think that whole, just that seeing that whole situation and thinking about it was just like man I, I can't ignore the brokenness in this world and it's like it's it's kind of what what we do when we you know just focus on ourselves and kind of accumulate all our stuff and just like oh, nothing else really matters it's all about me all about all my stuff so it's it's just really i want to be part of a solution in some small way to maybe not to that big problem but maybe to somebody who's having a hard time you know just my neighbor or something so i think that's you know, that's that's one thing i've seen just that that focus on others is more than just you know being a nice person. It's actually a way to fulfillment because it's it builds that relationship and it, it actually gives you a purpose because you're actually helping something as opposed to just looking at the brokenness of the world and then ah, I'm just gonna forget about that and try to <laughs> uh, yeah just uh, medicate that, that whole uh, worries and stuff just to you know try to escape that reality. So. That's something I really, really come to see in my travels. And then also just, yeah, just the value of of serving people and how fulfilling that is just in general, like in Alaska, just hanging out with people and doing this VBS with the kids and then in Panama, hanging out with the kids and Tanzania, serving people, putting in these equipment, these churches, all these different areas of, I've been able to serve as, and even when I did a VBS here at my church, just, I don't have to be in a foreign place to for that serving to be good, that was really awesome as well. So yeah, just been a cool way to see how the travels have really shown me that serving is very, very fulfilling and very, very good. And um, yeah, I've just been really, and gotten a lot of gratitude from all that traveling too, to, for one, to have those lessons I've been taught, but also to see all the things that we have and to be thankful for those. All, the, all those those aspects of being in these other places I think has really just shown me what it looks like to be be fulfilled and it's very much yeah. outside of us outside of ourselves
0: <laughs> yeah we've kind of already talked about this but are there any kind of tips that you've got to to live a life that's considered fulfilled
1: yeah I do I have, a, I have a few yeah so I guess the first one would be a little bit a little bit poking but just Get out of yourself, because right? that's something mm-hmm. I feel like our culture really kind of n- nails home. Just yeah, focus on yourself, just very individualistic and, you know, make yourself wealthy. Get all the stuff you can and just, you know, that's, you know, very pervasive. And all these advertisements come at us and tell us that. But it really, it really sets us up for failure to put us in this, in this box where we're by ourselves without people and just surrounded by all our stuff that doesn't actually feel, fulfill us. And just well, that's not the way we want to live. So I'd say just get out of yourself and serve people, develop relationships, and that's a, a really, I think a really big part of of living that fulfilled life is just you know not making it all about you. And um, so that's yeah, it's one of the number one big ones I think. And then also just practicing gratitude for sure. I was mentioned that earlier has something that really helped to helped me see life a little more positively of seeing all the things that I have and optimism really thrives when gratitude is present so that's something that you know pessimism is very easy to do and (laughs) yeah there's not not a good way to fight that without having some gratitude for what you have so that's Mm. definitely a pretty practical thing I would recommend and then another thing that's been really helpful for me has been solitude in, especially in nature, just uh, okay. uh, for one kind of a spiritual practice for me. But even just in general, just slowing down and getting out of the busyness of of life. That's been another thing I've seen in my travels too, of seeing how you know they're very not hurried a lot of time. And you know their church services last three hours, and they're just they're not in a rush to get from one thing to the next. <laughs> in one way, it's kind of uncomfortable, but another way, it's kind of refreshing because it's, it's like okay, I don't have to. You know, regulate my schedule every minute for this time. It's just kind of, you know, in Tanzania, we had like, all right, here you go. You know, just have three hours, just do rest, do whatever. It was, they just didn't have anything planned for us. And it was it was actually really nice. And I was almost at almost too much free time, but it's definitely something that I've, in other times where I've had solitude, it's been really, really refreshing to just take a break, take a breath, and then kind of come back refreshed. So that's, uh, I think an avenue to kind of unload some of the stuff that's making life unfulfilled to kind of go back and have a fresh perspective.
0: I really like that uh, that idea of, of having that space to slow down. Um, something that was that was brought up to me. um mean, I'm forgetting who did it, and if if that person that's mentioned this to me, I apologize that. I can't remember, and I can't quote you, but and they were talking about how, like, we as a as a Western culture have kind of more uh, American, it's kind of abandoned this idea of like uh, inviting people over for for tea or um, just having that that period of, of rest um, in in the afternoon. And I think that's a a valuable practice of slowing down, of having those spaces that we can exist in to genuinely, you know, either it's happy conversation and listen over, you know, a nice warm cup of tea or just having those rest times to be by ourselves and and recenter and refocus just who we are. Um, so yeah, that's really cool. I like that you've been able to you've been able to identify these things in your life that have been helpful in kind of picking yourself back up when things uh, well not not only maintaining this level of fulfillment, but also picking yourself back up um, to get your get yourself to that point yeah I think you're, you're totally right if too often we take for granted the places that we're in of what what we're, we're dealing with the struggles that, that we have and I think it's it's really cool that you've been able to experience stories and and just lives that are very different than your own. Um, and you've been able to adopt that attitude of of, of listening. Uh, is there anything else that you wanna add before we before we close? Uh, I think that's that's
1: about it. I think
0: that's the highlights of it all right well thank you brian for being willing to to come on and talk and answer answer my questions just engage in this this conversation with me um i do really appreciate how you've uh you really have been the embodiment of what i want this show to do and, and be able to just you know listen to, to other people and, and hear their stories and hear about you know what what makes them thrive what makes them feel fulfilled as as we talked about and um uh, but yeah, thank you guys for, for listening, watching, whatever platform that you you find us on. Um, for those of you who are listening, we're on YouTube. For those, of us, for those of you who are watching, we're on pretty much every podcast network out there. We've got Facebook, we've got Instagram. Well, thanks guys for watching, and we'll see you, I think we'll see you next week, if not the week after. We'll eventually see you. We'll come back, I promise. <laughs> <laughs>